Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 1, Episode 14, Dreamy. As always, we'll start off with a short synopsis. In Storybrooke, Mary Margaret is faced with the consequences of being the town harlot as she unsuccessfully seeks to sell candles for Miner's Day. Leroy soon joins her to help out a nun he has a crush on. Leroy saves the day when he causes a power outage, boosting candle sales. But the evening ends with Emma arresting David for Catherine's disappearance. In the Enchanted Forest, Dreamy hatches from his egg and learns that the job of a dwarf is to mine for fairy dust. He falls for Nova, the fairy responsible for collecting the dust, but Blue and the lead foreman, Bossy, convince him that he has to let her go. In his misery, Dreamy becomes grumpy. Roger, did you like this episode? No. <laughs> no! No. Um, nothing other than the very last scene, nothing of consequence really happens in this episode. I'm fine with backstories and one-offs. I thought the Hansel and Gretel episode was fine because you learn a little bit of backstory about like Regina. This one just felt like filler. If, if I skipped this episode and went right to 15, have I really missed much? No, I pass. Just do not like this one. I also wrote that this feels a lot like a filler episode. I love Leroy. I think he's great comic relief. Not sure he can carry a full episode by himself. I'm positive he can't carry a full episode <laughs> by himself. I also just like don't love this this idea that we like learn about dwarves and fairies that like they have these like goal like objectives in life and they can never stray from them. Like they that's just what they do. Uh but I do really like the B-plot in this episode, which doesn't get enough screen time, but um, Emma like doing police work and uh, making an arrest at the end of the episode is very exciting. Being a detective, let's start with Emma since you talked about her. What is wrong with her superpower? I She lets Sydney convince her that it's not working, which is ridiculous because Sydney is lying to her. <laughs> um, of the people who you would trust the least if I rank them in Storybrooke, Regina and Sydney are at the bottom. Yeah, I feel like this is our first instance of we should have listened to Emma, and it's that Emma should have listened to Emma. <laughs> Fact. But, like, she knows that David was not lying to her. And she, I guess at this point, it's kind of hard, like, knowing what we know about David and, like, their relationship in the future. It's hard to think back. But I guess they actually don't know each other that well at this point. Like, she knows Mary Margaret. She lives with Mary Margaret. But, like, she doesn't know David that well. She shouldn't trust David because he's obviously shown to be duplicitous. Like, that part is fair. I think it's more so the fact that, like, um, Sydney is not very good at hiding what he's clearly trying to point her towards. And he just goes over the top every single time, and she's just like, no, I don't believe that. And he just lets it go. And she just, like, redirects him sometimes. Like, well, obviously, he was pointing at Mary Margaret trying to make it seem like she was behind the disappearance. And when she dismissed that, he just redirected his efforts towards David. And she just falls for it. Like, oh, well. Obviously, these records don't lie because phone records can't be altered. Well, and that she doesn't even think to question how she received these records. Nope. I mean, I guess Sydney was pretty convincing. I mean, cutting the brakes in that previous episode was very convincing. Like, he was part of that accident. She doesn't really have any reason to not trust him after that. But I just don't, like, uh, I guess she still thinks that he wants to get... Regina just as much as she does. He does say he wants to get back to the Daily Mirror. That maybe his motivation is just a desperate man trying to get his job back. The one thing that surprised doesn't catch her eye is why do all these accidents keep happening at the time online? Yeah, I nobody ever thinks about it. Seems very suspicious. It also like 
Frederick, or I, we actually don't even know what his name is in Storybrooke, he finds the car at the town line. What was he doing at the town line? Maybe Please. it's maybe it's not at the town line. Maybe it was like on the way to the town line. Okay, what was he doing on the well, way? Well, maybe to the... he lives like out in the woods or something. Oh, I see. Where yeah. where gold was coming from, he just lives yes, out there. Yes, he lives in the woods to do a spot of gardening. Uh, sometimes you gotta do a spot of, of gardening. So yeah, Emma's superpower is a little bit broken. I think, at the very least, it's smart of her to investigate and interrogate the spouse, which is kind of what the first thing you would do is logical. But you kind of really, other than that, she just she seems like a background character right now, and she's getting played by Sydney Glass. To be fair, I mean, I feel like her her initial explanation is a little flimsy. Like, maybe she was going to Boston, her car broke down, maybe she just abandoned it and decided to hitch the rest of the way, which is kind of ridiculous, but that actually does kind of seem like something Emma would do, so, like, fine. And Henry's shown it can be done. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, but, I mean, an adult woman who said she was leaving town is missing, and there's not really any reason to believe that she didn't do what she said she was going to do. Emma doesn't really seem terribly concerned about it until she calls the school and finds out that Catherine never showed up. Which makes sense, because now at this yeah. point she's just straight up missing. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mary Margaret is in a bad spot, kind of shifting gears real quick. She, what is she? She comes in and tries to get volunteers. We later find out that 10 volunteers already quit on her. At that point, shouldn't someone have said, hey, you're not in a good standing in the community right now. Let's have somebody else lead this project. Well, it seems like there are no other volunteers, so, like, she's it. But you'd think one of the nuns could have, like, come on, a nun walking into a diner and asking for help? Like, I think somebody would help. Or maybe Blue could get off her lazy ass and <sighs> do something for We once. can talk about Blue in a minute. Yeah. Um, also, I can't believe that Emma didn't volunteer to help. At least pretend to, like, so that people could, she could show that someone is standing with Mary Margaret in the situation. So the problem with that is that I think Emma has literally no desire to do this. Of course. She's also the sheriff, so she does have other things she should be working on. And this seems like Emma's worst nightmare. <laughs> I also love when Emma and Mary Margaret are talking about the volunteers quitting. And Emma's like, well, you don't know that they quit because, because of the situation with David. And <laughs> Mary Margaret's like, oh, I know it is. A few of them told me as much. <laughs> And as we find out that her reputation has gotten so far around town that when she goes door to door with Leroy, one of the male uh, owners of the house gives her a very sleazy, provocative look as he's munching on his carrot before the wife shows up and is like, no, and slams the door in their face. What kind of shitty townspeople are these, though, that like can't help out for a worthy cause uh, simply because one of the volunteers had an affair? Well, small town people are apparently the worst. They're the worst. They are terrible. And also, Mary Margaret even kind of gets chastised by Leroy. Like, I think Mary Margaret says, like, you can't go for a nun. And he's like, coming from the woman who went after a married man? When <laughs> Leroy is able to chastise you, you've made some bad mistakes in your life. It's true. Mary Margaret has some, like, weird behavior in this episode, too. Like, when she comes up to Emma and asks if scarf or no scarf is more sympathetic, I that's just, like, a, so weird. I feel like they couldn't they couldn't figure out what they were going to write for this episode, so they just made up this story. Filler. Yeah. Also, she thinks Leroy's going to jump. Very dark. I almost wondered, was she projecting a bit? Like, maybe mm. she's very depressed and the thought has crossed her mind, so she assumes that... Leroy saying drinking isn't going to solve the problem and he's going to jump, so that's maybe why she thinks that way. I mean, what else would you think if you saw someone climb up to a roof and stand on the ledge? Holding an axe? 
I don't know. I don't know that <laughs> jump, though, would be my first thought. It's also not that high. Like, yeah, that's not a good suicide <laughs> attempt. Just going to be honest. Like, um, And I love his response. Like, are you crazy? Like, I might hit someone. Um, I'm very solidly built. <laughs> and also, I mean, 10 feet, he's going to break something. But yeah. probably, unless he goes head first, he's not going to kill himself. It's yeah. just going to be really painful. Yeah, not good. Uh, yeah, the only good part, I guess, for Mary Margaret is at the very end, she gets forgiveness from granny i suppose i don't know i mean i don't know if forgiveness is the right word because she wasn't asking to be forgiven from the townspeople for her actions but granny works in mysterious ways granny does work in mysterious ways but granny clearly has accepted that mary margaret has redeemed herself for i'm not sure but it's very unclear what the candle being lit by granny meant other than uh, you're not alone I, yeah. I guess mary margaret was right emma told her that selling candles isn't the way to get back in the town's good graces and it turns out that it was so maybe we just shouldn't listen to emma again <laughs> i guess yeah okay um also i i did like leroy and mary margaret's little chat um at the at the bar where he talks about good memories and like how you should how you should be thankful kind of like it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all uh and that he has never had that and that's really sad yeah no i think that's a good line let's talk about nova real quick i don't have much to say about her nova or astrid yes they're both the same shallow character here's what i got she's very clumsy in both instances she's pretty annoying to be quite honest she's classic damsel in distress oh my god I don't know what to do. Some strapping man help me. And she literally can't figure anything out on her own. And she just makes mistake after mistake after mistake. If her, she was a dwarf, her name would have been Clemson. <laughs> I also, when, when they're filling the bag with the fairy dust and then it like gets set on the thing and starts going up, she like freaks out and is like, you have to help me. It's like, lady, you have wings. Like, go get it. Go fly. <laughs> Which apparently she can't even do well. Nope. She's bad at that too. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then we'll, we'll, we will never see this woman ever again. So. Yeah. They really clearly just were like, we got to fill something in here. Although we have heard mention, I'm assuming. So when Snow met Grumpy, he was in the dungeons of King George's castle for stealing a diamond to give to the woman he loved. I'm not quite sure how this fits in with the timeline of this episode where all of this seems to happen in like two days. But um, I'm assuming that she is the woman that he loved. Well, we know... That that was after this episode because he meets Stealthy for the first time now, whereas in yes. that episode Stealthy comes to save him. So I guess he decides to go be with her at some point. I guess. I don't know. We never really find out. This is nope. kind of dropped forever. Never again talk about it. Any anything else you want to talk about, Nova, before we move on to the main villain of this story? Well, um, I did think it was nice uh, the f- flashback. So the sprinkling of the fairy dust on dreamy as he's being hatched from the egg um kind of like helps him see his his love his true love which we'll find is a quality of fairy dust in the future um and then similarly when he meets astrid in storybrook she like sprinkles glitter on him accidentally um which i thought was kind of like a cute parallel i also really like how he calls her sister and she's like you can just call me astrid he's like i call everybody sister which he does all the time also she's a nun isn't she really supposed to be called sister? yes um yeah i think i think that's all i i have a couple things about bell i have one thing about bell one thing about gold 
Um, blue was the one I wanted to get to next. Yeah, let's time. talk about blue. My first thought, the moment, the first time I see her on screen, such a bitch. Is this the first time that we've met Mother Superior? Yes. Okay, we've met I thought, Blue I before, thought so. But we've seen Mother Superior. I'm not sure she's not a villain at this point. She's a terrible boss in both instances. She's a terrible fairy. Yeah, like, she's just so self-righteous. She's not at all supportive of Nova or Astrid. Like, Astrid makes a mistake with the helium things. You probably shouldn't assign your clumsy person that can't do anything right to order helium tanks. Or, like, maybe make sure if the budget and you have a landlord who detests you, control the money yourself. You know, just make sure that's handled. Seems reasonable. And then she just is like, well, you figured this out. Like, she doesn't help at all. Also, aren't purchase orders usually, like, reviewed by someone? Yep. But, I don't know, the boss? Usually. And she's just so, like, condescending when Nova's like, I want to be a fairy godmother. And she's like, oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You understand exactly why Rumpel hates them. I Again, if I'm supposed to root for them, I kind of want Rumpel to evict them. (laughs) I hate them. I can't stand them. Except for Astrid. Astrid's fine. But, like, Mother Superior is the worst. She's so mean. Well, and when she tells Dreamy that if he takes Nova, she's going to lose her wings. And it's like, will she? Or are you going to take away her wings? Also, who cares? You're not going to let her be a fairy godmother enemy because you laughed in her face. So what does it really matter if she goes and leaves? You basically mocked her for being a terrible fairy. Yeah. She uh, just destroys her happiness, their happiness for no reason. It would have solved all of their problems. She would have left. She could have trained a different fairy. They would have been happy together. It's a win-win. I would like the Sleeping Beauty fairies because those are the best fairies. And the fairies that we have now are not great. So here's my thought. If you were forced to wear those god-awful dresses that they're forced to wear, maybe you would just be a terrible person, too. I don't even understand. Like, it's like Nova's outfit is like a corset, like a full-body corset that goes past her hips. That's very uncomfortable. There's a reason that those went out of fashion very quickly (laughs) in the real world. Uh, And then they have those stupid, like, tutu skirts things that are like not at all flexible like they take up the space of like three people <laughs> so anytime they do any no wonder she's clumsy <laughs> and it's it, it's a good job of highlighting like regina very fashionable in the enchanted forest these women not fashionable at all it's polar opposites like polar opposites maybe it's blue like she likes the outfit and then she just makes all the fairies wear stupid outfits that sounds about right yeah that seems yes yeah, no i um I don't think there's ever a time I like Blue. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, like, try to go through all of the seven seasons, but I don't like her. Well, and Rumpel really doesn't, so. I don't blame him. Want to know what that's about. I can't wait to know what his vendetta is. Let's talk about Rumpel Gold real quick. He seems like he was willing to deal with Leroy, and he was going to give him three out of the five grand, which would have been something, until Leroy says it's a favor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and basically shows his hand and goes like, no, I'm not giving you a damn thing. I hate nuns. And don't worry about why I hate nuns, but I hate them. And that's <laughs> it. Deal's over. This man hates nuns. He really hates them. And we're going to have to wait a really long time to find out why he hates them. I mean, maybe he just hates the fact that they're self-righteous. Actually, that's not true. We're going to find out why he hates Blue. Like, yeah. pretty soon. No, we know soon. why he's going to hate Blue. Um, but all fairies is, is a broad, that's a broad statement. But also fair. Fair. Yes, uh, absolutely Belle. fair. Yeah, I kind of like, I liked Belle popping up here. Um, Hello, dearie. <laughs> this is clearly, she's wearing her caretaker maid dress. So she has clearly uh, just left 
Rumpel's castle, or uh, this is post leaving Rumpel's castle. The dark castle. The dark castle, of course. Um, I think uh, we get a real good line here. Love is hope. Mm, I feel yeah. like that's a nice summary of this show as a whole. I love how she's giving dreamy dating advice. Like he really is. Obviously the dwarves come out with like beards and like as fully formed adults, but they don't know anything. Like in that episode, in not episode, in the scene where they're like getting dressed and like getting clean for the first time, they like don't understand how to put shirts on. It's like kind of silly. Um, I'm young for my age is also a good line. Yes, he looks young for his age. Um, but he clearly, I love how Belle giggles when he's like, well, she invited me to look at the fireflies. <laughs> and she was like, oh, that's, that's not about the fireflies. She wanted you to go on a date with her. As a man who's been on the end of that conversation more times than I care to admit, I can appreciate that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, she was just talking about that. That's not what the conversation was about. Oh. And he has that look in his face like, oh, she was inviting me on a date, which admittedly even I didn't pick up immediately. So I, I can understand that one. She, I said she pulled a rumple moment here. She kind of just popped up out of nowhere. I mean, I know she was at the tavern, mm-hmm. but, you know, like the C's part and you see Belle. You know what my first thought was? I would have loved to have seen Dark Belle. Oh. Belle as the dark one would have been real fun. Hmm. Because she's very smart. Yeah, she's very, very smart. But she's not crafty. Mm-hmm. But her being crafty and smart could have been wicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I also think there was a nice, like... Dreamy is not a dwarf that we have ever heard of. Nope. Neither is stealthy, but, you know. We know why both of that ends up being <laughs> yes. true. Um, and we know that his name is Grumpy because he has met Snow. So it was it was kind of nice to see, like, the, the axe names you and, like, he breaks his axe in his heartbreak and then gets a new axe and his name is Grumpy. Yep. That, I feel like that's a... He has lost the the ability. The American dream is gone for him. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say his dreams were crushed there. And now he just turned into a grump. Which yeah. kind of makes sense. Anything else? Anyone else you want to cover? Talk about? Did we talk about the arrest already? Um, I mean, we touched a little bit on, you know, how Emma didn't think that David was lying. Because he's not. <laughs> but she has the records that show a yep. phone call that he did not disclose because it never happened. Yeah, um, I I think the look on Mary Margaret's face, too, when he gets arrested, because Emma puts him in the back of the car, which is a little rough. Um, I think, I mean, this is what I was waiting for with, like, I think clearly this is, there's no Regina in this episode? There is Regina. She stops right by the sheriff's office. Oh, right. She she stops by doing... Which itself should have been like, huh, (laughs) that's weird. She encourages Emma to do her job by arresting the suspect. She also threatens Emma. Yeah. If you won't do it. Which is funny because it's we've already proven you can't just appoint a new sheriff. You, you tried can't that. Do that. Um, but I think this is the work that Regina, uh, we saw on her face that she was excited to do. Uh, it makes me suspicious that she is the one that kidnapped Catherine or did something with, removed her from that vehicle. Um I think I think we're about to see uh, some real exciting stuff here. As I said, things are going to get worse for Mary Margaret and David. Yeah, but that look that Mary Margaret has on her face when she sees David arrested is pretty rough. It definitely looks like she thinks that, oh, maybe he did do something to Catherine, which is pretty bad, and it's not at all the worst look we're going to see. No. Much, um, much worse. Well, and I mean, there's there isn't really any reason for... That, I mean, the, they have physical records that show that he lied about a phone call. 
Um, so and he's a spouse. I mean, he is always the first husband. Yes, of course. Um, now Especially, that we officially know that she's missing, and the fact that they had ended it. So you know, he was having an affair. She was leaving, and then you know, which is odd though. The only thing that's like well, it was over. So technically, there was no need for him to. Come yeah, but there is no evidence. Like we know that she wrote a letter that said that you should find happiness oh. with Mary Margaret, but uh, no one got to see that. And he also has just said it's over. Maybe she didn't agree to being over. And mm-hmm. So okay, that's fair. Yeah, I think I think that that covers. Uh... Oh, we we did get one uh, one more like Sydney uh, noir hard boiled detective line. I love when he said Pixie Cut over there has a motive a mile high. <laughs> <laughs> Again, very blatantly trying to steer Emma towards assuming Mary Margaret is the suspect. He's not even hiding it. And she doesn't even... She's just like, no, I know Mary Margaret. And just blows it off and doesn't think, like, why are you so desperate to pin this on her? Even if he doesn't have, like, wildly sinister um, motives for doing this, Emma should be suspicious that a reporter would want to, like... Eat, eat, like, even if David didn't do anything and he, like, gets pulled in... Like, writing a story about David getting arrested is like something that he would want to do um like maybe he doesn't want david to go to prison or whatever but i don't know why she's not at all suspicious of that Uh, i also love when sydney says that he's freelancing like for what there's one newspaper in this town he's creating his own (laughs) to compete with the daily mirror Uh uh-huh of course anything else on your list I hate this episode. Yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a good one. We d- I didn't need so much candles. There's too many candles and not enough murder plot. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 14th episode of the season. If I were to rank these episodes one through 14, this is solidly 14. Agreed. This is my least favorite episode that we've watched so far. Yeah. This I don't I can't remember every bad episode because there's seven seasons worth. I'm pretty sure this is my least favorite episode of the season. Yep, I think so. Yeah, this is a low point. It, look, filler episodes are going to happen. I understand it. I was just so bored watching this. I was like, can we just be done? Yeah. Especially it, after, what, two episodes ago? We had such a meaty, like, I couldn't wait to talk about it for hours. And this one, I'm just like, don't care. Yeah, uh, agreed. I'm glad that we will get to see more Leroy in ways that are better suited to what his character is. I like Leroy when he's with someone else. Mm-hmm. Leroy and Snow are great. Um, I also like Leroy and Bella a lot. I like Leroy and Bella a lot. Leroy and someone are yeah. really good. Just Leroy by himself. Nova isn't particularly a pleasant character. Well, we also don't know anything about her. No, she's just bumbling damsel in distress. Yeah. I mean, that's just, for a show that has a lot of women with depth and character mm-hmm. and strength, she is like a reversion to the classic fairy tale princesses who can't do anything by themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a favorite moment in this episode? Absolutely. That you don't like? <laughs> Belle doing everything but saying hello, dearie, and popping up in the background <laughs> was fantastic. And also, it was a nice little visual callback to the fact that she was with the dark one, but she's left. And she gives good advice, which is something I think we'll see from Belle from quite some time. She's very intuitive. And she knows things. And even though she's been hurt, you can tell that she did love Rumpel. Mm-hmm. And it's just hurt by him. So that's that's my top moment. That's a good moment. Um, I really, I, I think I have a thing for the way that Mary Margaret, or Jennifer Goodwin, delivers her lines. Um, the, oh my God, you like her. Like, she's just so like, you like a nun? Like, what is wrong with Could you? Could you have picked someone <laughs> any less available? <laughs> no, I do not think he could have. He could have picked a married woman. Still more available than a nun. They're married to God, Roger. That's fair. Most ridiculous moment? The fact that Nova slash Astrid has any responsibilities. <laughs> That's fair. I, I saw her on screen for 10 seconds, and my first thought was, 
And you haven't demoted her? Why? <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know what your job is as nun. What is below Mother Superior? I'm sure there are things. I don't know. Leave, kick her out. Like you should go be with Leroy. <laughs> we don't need you here anymore. Thanks. You ordered 144 helium tanks. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. If if Blue thinks that Nova is so inept at being a fairy, why didn't she just let her go? <laughs> it's very confusing. Because Blue is secretly evil. Blue is secretly evil. Uh, my most ridiculous moment. Is Leroy taking an axe to a transformer? Like, he was holding an, a metal object and just swung it at a transformer. I guess the wood is between... But, boy! <laughs> Not cool. It was ridiculous, but we do know that he knows a little bit about electricity, since he's able to fix the lights in the beginning, so he knows this is safe, apparently. And he's a little drunk. He's a little drunk. He's always a little drunk. He's the town drunk. I had a really hard time choosing a loser and a winner for this episode. Do you want to go first for loser? Uh, I'll let you go first. Okay, my loser is dreamy because he loses all his dreams and becomes grumpy. <laughs> Fair enough. What about you? Everyone. <laughs> uh, for, for the listeners, I said that everyone <laughs> was the loser in episode one because they all got cursed. So you think everyone is the loser? And here? let me be clear what I mean by everyone. Everyone who was in this episode, everyone who watched this episode, <laughs> everyone who wrote this episode, else. Sorry, not Solid good. Else. Don't need it. There's maybe one person I'd exclude out of that, and we'll talk about her in a second, but no, don't like this. Don't like this at all. Yeah, Dreamy, probably if I had to pick one, be the one. Um, I also think um, Nova also is a loser in this one, and not just because she loses her true love, but she's inept at everything. Yeah just and maybe she'd be not inept if blue took on some mentorship and like helped her <laughs> or was just not the worst yeah who's your winner i i do not solidly believe the words that i wrote down here but i like honestly couldn't think of a better winner although uh, and i guess regina she's not in the episode very much but she got somebody arrested i think i said this at the end of our last episode when everyone is unhappy and everyone is miserable there's only one person who benefits and it's regina she was so good this time that she even made the viewers miserable <laughs> i mean truthfully at this point in time mary margaret is still unhappy david is still unhappy emma hasn't really moved anything along and is distracted from doing the thing that actually concerns her and she's dealing with this murder mystery yeah it's regina but it's kind of by default because like, I don't feel like anything happened in this episode where it moved the plot along, other than at the very end when David gets arrested. I mean, she did provide the piece of evidence that got David arrested. She did. Though, honestly, I suspect that he might have been arrested eventually after that, because where else was Emma going to go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, as I said, that we got our first... You should have listened to Emma. Emma, you should have listened to yourself. <laughs> um... And I guess for next, I really want to know, like, I, at this point, we don't really know if David did it. Like, we've heavily implied that he did not. <laughs> it seems out of character to Very out of character, especially for Charming. Yeah. But um, as we've said, David and Charming are not the same. Yeah, but David is a, so David's a weak man who's unwilling to just make the tough decision. Choosing to kidnap or murder your wife is a tough decision. If this had been, like, gold, I'd be like, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> or somewhere that you'll never find her. This 
just doesn't seem like David's MO. And I think that's kind of what Emma is thinking. Like, yeah. That doesn't seem like his character. Well, it also doesn't make sense, logically, as we outlined. It's completely illogical. Yeah, it's just we don't have a better suspect. Yeah. Um, next week's episode is season one, episode 15, Red Handed. Ruby episode? Yep. Well, number one thing I'm looking forward to is not having to watch this episode again. Yep. <laughs> I've been waiting to get more backstory on Ruby, who we believe and probably know at this point is uh, Red Riding Hood, yep. based on the Red Cloak. Is this the one that we learn her backstory? Yes, the, it is. Yeah, I that episode I do enjoy. We've been getting a little bit more Granny, which has been nice. Even though she doesn't talk in this one, she does have the moment at the end, which perplexed me. I, I don't know why she forgave Snow, but whatever. So be it, Mary Margaret. Um, but yeah, so moving on, let's just kind of get back on track. <laughs> let's just move off of this episode. Let's just move off this episode permanently. Looking, looking at the rest of the list for the rest of the season, I think they're all good. Oh, good. And, you know, the last two episodes were really good, so I'm not shocked that at some point you got to come down and you come back up, but this was just so bad. Um, yeah, no, I want to see more red. I want to see some questions answered about the things that we have been... They've planted some seeds. I still want to know what Gold's doing in the forest. I'd still like to know all of the questions. How are David and Mary Murray really going to solve this? I, I can't wait for their eventual like conversation about where the hell is your wife? I'd also, at some point, like to see Emma start to suspect that Sydney is lying to her. Yeah. Uh, when is Regina going to trip over herself? Where the hell was Gold in this episode? When is Gold going to find out that Belle is in the secret place in the hospital? That's going to be fun. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that I'm look, looking forward to. Was Henry in this episode? No. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I feel like Henry... This is one of those ones where... And this is kind of a complaint of mine, but... Sometimes they shove the main plot too far out of the way to just focus on these little one-offs. And I'm like, I'd much rather have seen... Like, if this were a Henry flashback, why he believed the curse was real, I would have much preferred watching that over this. Of course. And I like Leroy. He's fun, but, like, we didn't need this. Yeah, we didn't What about you? Yet. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to all of those things. I am mainly looking... Like, I'm very into this, like, mystery plot. Like, what happened to Catherine? And I just, like, really want to know, like, did David do it? Like, what happened? Is Catherine missing? Is she dead? Like, who did it? Who did all of these things? Like, I need to know. Hey, there's one more thing I wanted to bring up. I meant to talk about this. We see at the end of the previous episode that who is previously Frederick in the Enchanted Forest finds a car that's abandoned. Maybe he doesn't know whose car that is because I guess they haven't really met. But it was dark, if I recall, at the end of the previous episode. Shouldn't he have immediately called the sheriff? Yeah, I don't know what that was about. She gets the call during the middle of the day that something I think it's happened. the morning, but yes. Even if it's the morning, it is bright and sunny outside, which means at least an hour or so has passed. Like, why wasn't the first call? 911, there's a missing car with an air, or there's a car with an airbag deployed, and there's nobody, presumably, who drove it. Somebody come out here. Maybe maybe Frederick wandered in the woods to try to find her, and he got lost, and his phone wasn't working, and then he finally got back to town and was able to report the issue. So his car also broke down. Well, if he was if he fo tried to follow her into the woods I and see. got lost, I'm I'm rationalizing sure. as Emma does about the book. Sure, um, that's crazy, as Henry would say. Yeah. Also, why we got no follow up on. Um... Catherine slash Frederick is unfortunate. Yeah, it Because is. she's missing in this one. Like, okay, yeah, he's a random stranger, but, like, an interaction between those two could have been something. Even in, like, the 
Enchanted Forest. Or even an interaction with him and Emma. Like, yeah. we don't, he doesn't even get to report it. We just, like, see if one side of a phone call. And then never to be seen again. <laughs> again, too much focus on candles and not enough focus on the murder plot. So, we have, you know, um, this is a complaint that I will make later on a lot, is that instead of focusing on the things that they do really well, which are murder plots, curse plots, deception, they kind of just started getting a little wild. And this is like the first hint of, let's just do random nonsense for an entire episode that really doesn't connect to the main plot. And you could just skip and be fine. There's an entire half season that I feel this way about. But it's like, this is one of those ones where I'm just like, pass, hard pass, skip this, and let's be done. Agreed. Well, we promise it'll get better from here. Be sure to join us next week when we talk about season one, episode 15, Red Handed. See you next week.